three, two, one. From Rapid City, South Dakota, and the Hard Rocker Podcast Network. Focusing on stories on and off the playing surface. This is the Hard Rocker Huddle. Welcome into the 34th episode of the Hard Rocker Huddle. Today my guest is Hard Rocker Volleyball Libero, Anna Thomas. Uh, how are you doing today, Anna? I'm good. How are you? Good. Just kind of getting started. Uh, you grew up in Fort Worth, Texas. What was that kind of life like growing up there? Um, and what was your family life like? Did you have any siblings? Um, yeah, so I have two siblings. Um, both of them are older. I have an older brother and an older sister. Um, growing up in Texas was pretty fun. I think, like, kind of the suburb slash city life, always, like, having something to do, like, sporting events or um, just, like, stuff to do with friends. I think it's a really cool place to be. Uh just like about my siblings, they are um, both teachers now. My parents are both teachers. So um, that's kind of what it was like growing up for me. I think academics was always a big part of our lives. Not like because they were pressuring us, you know, to be that way, but I think it was just kind of how it naturally came to be. And um, like I had my dad as a teacher in high school, and I my sister was there for like two years while I was there. So um, I think academics was a big part of us growing up, and that's kind of made us into who we are now, I guess. Sure, but you don't want to be a teacher, right? You want to go a little bit different route? How did <laughs> your uh, family take that? I think, I think they're happy for me. I think they know that like teaching is great. It's a wonderful profession and everything, um, but there's not always money when there's teachers and um yeah I think they just are happy that I'm following my passion and that's not teaching but sure. yeah and you were in Texas pretty much right until you came up here right so what was that kind of like that transition obviously from going Texas to South Dakota is kind of yeah. not not just weather but culture too yeah it's totally different um yeah it was a little different just because like I said like where I grew up was such a big city kind of area, and Rapids a lot more. It's not like small town, but it's definitely smaller. Um, so it was kind of a little bit of an adjustment, just like you can't go everywhere that you're used to going, like back home. Um, so just kind of learning what places you have nearby, like what food options you have, and um, there's what I like about Rapid more than like I enjoyed back home is that there's more nature to enjoy. Um, back in like Fort Worth I mean you could drive a couple hours and get to see some cool places and we do that but um I like what I like about Rapid is that you can drive like 20 minutes and just be in the hills and um yeah I think that's what was the coolest part for me sure yeah you kind of talked about this but Rapid to me I'm I'm from Minneapolis too Mm -hmm. so Rapid's a little smaller but it's more like it's kind of like small town feel but you still have everything you need basically Mm -hmm. yes um, then kind of jumping back, when did you first kind of start getting interested in sports and how did that, you know, come to be? Was that, were your siblings involved in sports or was it more just something to do or what What kind of guess, I guess, first got you into sports? Yeah, um, so my siblings were always involved in sports and so I kind of grew up watching them play sports and my dad was also a tennis coach, so, um, like, I 
I played tennis once. It, one of my fun stories is that I did one tennis tournament and I got second place out of two people. So I got a trophy and everything. But um, yeah, tennis wasn't really for me. But just kind of growing up, having like a coach as a dad and seeing my siblings play sports, that's it was just kind of natural. Like that's just what I did. So. I think the first sport I played was soccer when I was like three and maybe four probably is when I started. Um, and I played soccer for a really long time. I probably played for like 10 years. That was like my main sport, but I also did like like youth basketball leagues and a couple of volleyball leagues here and there because my sister always played volleyball. And like that's when I first started playing was just in the backyard with my sister. And I thought it was always fun, but like soccer was kind of my main thing. I did gymnastics too. Um, did a little bit of pole vault in middle school, but um, <laughs> mainly I was big on soccer until middle school. And seventh grade, I played club soccer and did like all the school sports. And then after that, I decided I was done with soccer. And eighth grade is when I started playing club volleyball. So that's kind of when I got like more seriously into volleyball. Sure, and then as you kind of grew, got into high school, was volleyball your main focus then, or was that, that yes. kind of the sport? Yes, so, um, yeah, I played soccer my freshman year of high school because, <laughs> I don't want to say my parents made me, but the we knew the soccer coach, and I don't know. So I played soccer my freshman year, and I just to see if I liked it again, and I decided no. So after that, I only played volleyball. Um I know, like, a lot of people from, like, small towns play multiple sports a lot of times, but I think when you're in bigger areas or, like, a bigger high school, it's more common to just kind of stick to one sport in high school. So, um, yeah, I pretty much stuck to just volleyball in high yeah, school. Yeah, and especially volleyball. It's pretty much year-round anyways when mm -hmm. you factor in the high school team and the club team as yep. well. Um, you mentioned having a little bit of a pole vault and gymnastics <laughs> background. Do you think yes. that helps you kind of as a libero? Because a lot of that is having flexibility and being able yeah. to get to the floor and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's kind of where some of my funky moves that you might see come and play are definitely from gymnastics and maybe pole vault too. I think part of that is also like not really having a whole lot of fear with like throwing my body in different places. So I think those definitely helped. Same with soccer too, because I was a goalie when I played soccer. So that kind of translates really well into being a libero. Sure, and you went to high school at Timber Creek, right? Mm -hmm. What was kind of your high school career like playing volleyball and club, I guess, as well? Did you have any, you know, really good team runs or any, you know, state tournaments? Um, so my high school wasn't the best at volleyball, for being honest. We um, we had some good seasons. We our high school was pretty new. Like when I graduated, I think that was the tenth year it was open. Um, so we had only made playoffs once before I got to high school, and then we made it my junior year. So that was pretty big for us, like just making playoffs, because in Texas, like making playoffs is a pretty big deal because not everyone makes it. And then, like, you still have to win, like, seven more rounds to get to state. So we made it my junior year, but um, that was about it. I would say a little bit more success in club volleyball. Um, we I played for a smaller club team. We were called No Limits. Um, it's definitely grown, but it was pretty new when I started playing for them. Um, and I played for them my whole club career. So that was a pretty important team to me. Um, we... 
because we're a smaller team, like, you think of Texas and you think of, like, TAV and, like, the big volleyball names. Um, so we were really trying to make a name for ourselves, and we did that, I would say, my 16th year, qualified for nationals, and also my 17th year. And we did pretty well in um, the national tournaments, and so I think that was where most of my success came from. Sure, and then when did you kind of make the decision that you wanted to pursue volleyball in college? Um, I think I made that decision freshman year, and so... I um, started going to camps, like, after freshman year and, like, reaching out to colleges. Nothing super serious, but that was when I decided. Sure, and what was your kind of recruiting process like? Obviously, I'm sure it picked up, like, junior, senior year. Mm -hmm. Um, What other kind of schools were you, I guess, looking at? And then what kind of made you make the decision that South Dakota Mines was the right place for you? Yeah, so uh, my dad helped me a lot with my recruiting. We made, like... um, profiles on some websites and at first I was just kind of reaching out like I knew I probably wasn't going to be a d1 player and I had my mindset on like d2 d3 um so we would reach out to originally our search started like within Texas Oklahoma Arkansas even because there are a bunch of d2s in like both of all or all three of those states so that's kind of where we were looking first um just to pretty much any type of school that would have like biology because that's kind of what I decided I wanted to study um and then like I I started talking to a couple colleges here and there um and a couple of them got a little serious you know but um nothing like crazy or like I don't know nothing set in stone um for many of them and I remember it was the summer before senior year and I got like an email through one of our recruiting websites from uh, coach Torvi Prohaska now um, she had sent me a message on there and I had never even heard of South Dakota Mines just being from Texas so um, I got that message and I read about it and I was like this seems like a really cool school because like I said academics is always a big part of my life and like, not to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty smart. Um, <laughs> I was valedictorian in high school. So, like, I knew that I wanted to take academics seriously in college, but um, the only other college like this that I had heard about or talked to was Missouri s and um, And I didn't really know there were that many more, like, mining schools um, or engineering schools. So I, like, looked, you know, South Dakota Mines up, read her email, and it seemed like a cool place, got on a phone call with her, I didn't even know where Rapid City was. I didn't know that Mount Rushmore was, like, 20 minutes away. Um, so it was cool to hear about it. And then we, she seemed pretty interested, and we set up a visit, and that was pretty much it from there. Yeah, you kind of just knew as soon as you kind of got here that this mm-hmm. was going to be the place for you. Yes, I, my visit was really great. I think the girls that I stayed with, I stayed with Cheyenne and Dana, they um, really made me feel at home and I like the town. It snowed when I came, which was super cool because I hadn't seen snow in a few years. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of fell in love. Yeah, and then obviously since you've kind of gotten here, there's been a lot of transition, like growth in the program. Mm -hmm. From your first year, I think you were 11 and 16. Does that sound right? Yes. And then obviously to now, you and even in that time you've qualified for obviously you weren't able to play mm-hmm. but you qualified for the armac tournament for the first time yes what have you kind of seen you know just in the growth of the program yeah um i think it's been really awesome to be a part of and i think 
like my freshman year, the seniors and the captains really, you know, laid it out to us that that's what they wanted to do is change this program because there were only, a, you know, so many, like I think it was six returners um, for them. And it showed that like those were the ones who really cared about this program. And so I think that they kind of helped set the scene, how much it meant to them. And I think that made it mean a lot to us. And like, we kind of took that responsibility on like us being that big class of like 10 that came in. Um, so I think it's been really cool to see the growth and just like the commitment part, I think is what has changed the most. Um, like we've talked in our captain's meetings about some of the stuff that we used to have to do like freshman, sophomore year to kind of get people to see, you know, how much we needed to care and how much everything meant to us and how serious we were. And I feel like we don't have to do some of that stuff anymore because everyone that comes in that they've recruited and, um, we've like met has had that commitment and like wanted to be a part of a program like this. Yeah, obviously this year hasn't started the way you want it. There's still time left. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously there's a ton of talent, at least since I've been here, I think this is the most talented mm -hmm. team there's been, even with, you know, people who are playing a lot last year are now splitting time with mm -hmm. some of the people who have come in. What does that kind of do for you just as a motivation, just being able to be pushed? I think it's um, it's a great thing for all of us because we do have so much depth in each position is that it kind of shows us that like our spot isn't always guaranteed. Um, and I think competition and practice, it, make, it makes practices at like a higher level and um, makes you compete a little bit more and maybe go for things or swing for things that you wouldn't um, before. I think that with that competition, though, we have such great relationships with everyone on the team that we know that it's not like we're out for each other's blood or anything, but I think it's a really great thing. Sure, and what do you think you guys need to do to maybe sort of get back on the winning track and qualify still for the RMAC tournament this year? Yeah, um, we've talked a lot about, I think, our mindset because I think it was not the most recent weekend, but the weekend before that. We came out of the gate, like, hot, both of our games. We won that first set, and then we feel like we get relaxed a little bit. So um, I think we're working on, like, obviously pushing our – ourselves harder physically but mentally as well um, we have this thing called neurofuel um, that we listen to like on our own each day that is just mental training it helps you get like visualization reps or even just like has stuff on talking to yourself positive or um, how you talk to teammates that kind of stuff so I think that will help with our mental game as well and um, yeah I think something we tried um, we're trying to focus on is maybe like taking the game and like smaller bits, so like many games to five. Um, trying to really stay engaged and focused and like celebrate the little things, even if like the other team misses a point, that's still a point for us. Sure, sure. I think the weekend you're talking about is probably Colorado Mines shattering. Yeah, yes. that first set against Colorado Mines was probably the best. I mean, that was probably the best set you guys have played all year. Yeah. You just dominated. Yes. So that yeah, that was really fun to watch. For it me was. And, it was fun to play. <laughs> you know, and just being able to see that you have that level mm -hmm. against a team that's that kind of quality is mm -hmm. is a huge positive. Even if you obviously don't wind up winning the match, mm -hmm. but just to be able to see that you have that level and try to get back to yes. that more consistently is obviously yep. big. Um, for you personally. Obviously, you set a pretty big milestone this year. You got to a thousand digs. Yes. Now you're fifth all time, actually, oh, wow. in cool. our 
digs list. You have 1185. You'll probably pass a couple more this year. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank but you. What does that mean to you, you know, just in just individually? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's cool. We joke around sometimes that, like, I am always – I mean, it's not a joke. Like, I'm always striving to be the best. But we joke around that I kind of like to see, like, a gold star next to my name. So I think it's pretty cool um, to be able to celebrate that. And um, especially since, like, sophomore year was a funky year with COVID. We didn't have a whole lot of games. Um, and then junior year, I was injured for most of it. So I didn't even know if I would get to 1,000. And it's not like that's what I was working towards. But when I noticed it, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah and that's a pretty big accomplishment. Um, getting to a thousand really digs, mm-hmm. kills, any of those. Yes. Obviously, except blocks. It's a little. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to be the best, <laughs> best middle in the country to get yeah. to a thousand blocks. But yeah, those are big milestones, and I'm sure you know. Even as a team, is there a way you guys kind of celebrate those things as a team? Um. Yeah, I think whenever it happened. Uh, Coach just, like, announced it to the team. We all clapped and cheered. Same with when Kylie reached 1,000 assists. Um, so it's just co- cool to hear your team support you that way. And, like, they post on all the social media. And, you know, everyone gets to see. And I think it's just – it's really cool to m- know that, like, your name is going to be in, like, the hard record, like, record books or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, and then um, obviously you're involved in more than just – Athletics. You're a really good student. You're applied applied bi- applied biological sciences, correct? Um, yes, that was my undergrad. Okay. Um, they changed the name to biology, okay. but yeah, same thing. Um, and then right now, I'm a grad student in biomedical engineering. Okay. So, so what yeah. what are you what are you looking to do, kind of in the future with that? Um, it's a good question. Also, one of my least favorite questions. <laughs> I don't fully know what I want to do. Um, I think I'm kind of getting closer to figuring that out after like talking to some people at the career fair and I'm doing research this year so kind of getting a little bit more insight what I want to do um some people ask if I'm gonna get my PhD or something I think I'm gonna stop after the master's um but yeah I think I want to go into the industry um whether that's like working in a lab or working I know, like, some companies do stuff that um, kind of – they make the medical products, and then they help people, like, in a hospital setting kind of apply those medical products. That's something that um, I'm kind of interested in. I would say something to do with medical products. It's kind of sure. broad, but sure. that's where I want to go. More so creation, you think, or more so, like, testing or research? Um, Maybe more testing or research. Okay. Um, and then, obviously, you're also involved in the Women's Hard Rocker organization. Um, that was something that Cheyenne Bastion created, I believe, last year, yes. the beginning of last year. What was your kind of early involvement in that when it was first created? Yeah, so Cheyenne had talked to me about it a little bit before, just um, like me and Addie as captains kind of, you know, we she wanted to hear our thoughts on some stuff. So before it was created, she kind of talked about it, and I always thought, that was such a cool idea to be able to get um, everyone from different sports to mingle, essentially. Um, so whenever it was first started, obviously Cheyenne was in charge of it, and we have a committee of, like, it's mainly captains or leaders, team representatives from each team. So we usually meet um, 
like once a month to kind of plan future events or talk about how we can, you know, change stuff um, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, the idea is that we want to really like emphasize relationships across the sports because you spend so much time with your team and um, sometimes you don't meet people from other teams. And then we also wanted to, the idea that Cheyenne had was also to, you know, create leadership because obviously coming from a school that has, I mean, it's a lot more even now, but um, even when I first started, the ratio of like men to women was a lot higher in favor of men. Um, and just the industries that we're going into are pretty dominated by men. So we, um, she, she really wanted to push leadership and get us to be like strong women. Sure. And then what was it? Obviously you're, you're the liaison now. What was that kind of process like to be just, I guess, a member and then be put in charge, so to speak? Yeah. Um, so it was pretty, it was a pretty like seamless transition. I think Cheyenne, um, because Cheyenne was in charge of it, I think the volleyball girls were a little bit more, or the volleyball captains were like a little bit more, um, involved. And so I think she wanted to pass it down to someone who knew the vision sh that she had and knew what she wanted to do with it. And so we met and talked for like an hour and she told me everything that she wanted me to do with it. She gave me like a little manual with how to do some stuff and what she wanted out of it and just kind of passed it off to me. So you're graduating this spring, correct? Correct. So this will be your last year here. Um, what do you, what do you kind of hope to achieve with with the Women's Hard Rocker organization this year, and where would you kind of like to see it go in the future? Yeah, um, so I think what I want to see out of it is just getting even more involvement. I think last year we had great turnout for some of our events, um, but even then you could kind of see, it was funny, like sometimes all oh, the volleyball girls would sit with each other and the basketball girls would sit with each other, but it was great that Evan was showing up, so we really want to encourage more people to come to the events and like more mingling so something that we're setting up i'm in the process of kind of setting it up right now is kind of a mentor program with the upperclassmen so like seniors and juniors and then the underclassmen so every like senior or junior will get an underclassman or two based on the numbers um outside of their sport and hopefully within like a similar major um, to just kind of be partnered up with. It's not going to be a very formal mentorship program, but that way you have someone else to contact, say you need help in the class, or you just want to make a friend outside of, you know, your sport, or you want to go get coffee sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, and I know you guys kind of do try to do monthly events. Mm -hmm. Have you done anything yet this year? I know we're still kind of early in the school year. Is yeah. That, have you done anything yet um, this year? So our first event is actually tomorrow. Okay. Um, it's on Tuesday. We're doing kitten yoga. The track representatives, Kathy and Cameron, they organized that. They reached out to um, the Humane Society and then, like, a yoga studio in town. So they're going to bring some kittens up, and then um, it's just going to be on campus tomorrow night. So, yeah. Sure, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. Pretty unique. Yeah. Um, so what is it kind of, like, how cool is it to be able to just have, you know, every month or however often it is, mm -hmm. having just a different sport, being able to lead whatever event you're going to do that month. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I think that's kind of the vision is that um, for people who are attending, they see different people, like, in charge and, like, leadership positions. And 
I think the best part is like it's only like going to be like 45 minutes or an hour each time and it's just kind of a place to come especially like tomorrow to kind of de-stress um do some yoga you know or sometimes we'll like last year we watched a movie for Halloween um and different stuff like that so I think it's really cool just to kind of not take too much of your time away from homework and everything because we are busy but um just to kind of relax and put everything aside for a little bit and then we usually try and do like a leadership activity with every event too um so sometimes it'll get you a little bit out of sight of your comfort zone so yeah sure yeah it's it's really cool that you guys have taken that on and even the start of that organization just to be able to not only make those connections with mm-hmm. other sports because you you are you spend so much time with your volleyball team whether mm-hmm. it's practice or on the road or mm-hmm. whatever it is but you know you kind of mentioned that women are definitely the minority in the fields that you guys are going into mm-hmm. so it's important to be able to have those connections when you graduate and be able to build those leadership skills exactly yeah um you mentioned just how busy you guys are how do you personally balance all of these things you know you're a volleyball player some of those trips you just went to western colorado Mm -hmm. that trip alone is like 12 13 hours um obviously you're helping out with the women's hard rocker organization plus you were a 4.0 student in the spring (laughs) how do you balance that and what do you have any hobbies? Do you have time for hobbies? <laughs> what, what else do you like to do when you're not doing schoolwork, volleyball, that? Yeah, um, I would say we we really like to watch movies at my house. I live with um, three other volleyball girls, Deja, Tori, and Lily, so we watch a lot of movies. I think we do that sometimes while we um, do our homework just to kind of not be so, like, I don't know focused on that if it's something that you don't have to you know have your full attention on um so yeah we're big movie people we try to go on hikes sometimes um like hike funny because we hiked m hill at the end of last year to see my name on the thing and it wasn't up there yet but that's okay (laughs) um so yeah i would say i also like to travel too that happens more like during breaks obviously with my family um but yeah what are some of the places you've traveled to um Hmm. So, we went to, in high school, we took two, they're like, um, educational tours, kind of, um, through our school, because, like I said, my dad was a teacher there, he was a French teacher, so our first one was all over France, um, like Paris, Loire Valley, um, like Normandy, it was very cool, and then our second one, we went to, like, London as well, and then Paris again, and I would say... Or a little bit of Germany. We went to Dachau. We, um, but my favorite part, I think, was Switzerland. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, I've been to some of. I've been to Germany and Austria, and mm-hmm. I want to go back. So yeah. Bad. It's just, we briefly drove through Austria, so I count it on my list. It's so cool over <laughs> yeah. There just, yeah. Very. Um, just the last couple of questions. You know what? What is something? What do you see? Kind of your legacy as as you you know wrap up your career here obviously you've been a really good volleyball player we mentioned you have a thousand digs you've been a big part of the women's hard rocker organization what do you kind of see as you know your lasting legacy once you're done here yeah um so something that we kind of talk about a lot as captains is leading by example so that's kind of what i want to do is just set 
an example of what it means to be not only like a solid athlete but a good student as well um, and be involved because like we've talked about school can be so busy but if you really make time like you can you can do it all you can do whatever you want so um, yeah I guess as far as legacy just also like being remembered for helping change or kind of turn around the volleyball program a little bit and um, get us more into a winning sh- streak I guess yeah <laughs> and I mean I think you you guys have done that for sure mm-hmm. I think you were this probably the second class that LT brought in right or um technically we were her first class yeah. um because she wasn't the one who recruited before us sure. but yeah so that our freshman year we we pretty much referred to that as like our first like turning around year yeah, and I definitely think the groundwork is there now for mm-hmm. sure to continue to build on what you guys have already started to build. Mm-hmm. And the future, too, looks pretty bright with some with a lot of the freshmen that are getting a lot of run right now on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, what would you, if you were to talk to an incoming student, what would you tell them who tell somebody who maybe hasn't decided that they want to come to South Dakota Mines yet? Um, I would tell them, I think I would just talk to them about how, how much the campus and how much the town feels like a family. I think that's what really convinced me to come here is that you're going to get such a good education and the volleyball program is such a family. And I think those two things like combined is what really helped me come here. So, um. I don't know. That's not a lot, but, like, I think the, and, like, campus kind of helps, too, with, like, it's not a super huge campus. Um, It's pretty small. Your class sizes are pretty small. Like, you're going to have those great relationships with your professors and with your coaches and your teammates and even, like, other coaches and other teammates. So, yeah. Sure. And then kind of along those same lines, what would your advice be for a volleyball player who's coming in next year? Um... I would say, I know it's kind of cheesy, but, like, not to take it for granted because everyone always said that, like, my freshman year, they're like, oh, it goes by so fast, and I didn't even realize how fast it was going to go by until now. Um, But, yeah, I think just to, yeah, not take it for granted and just really enjoy your time here. Like, you're going to have times where you're going to be super stressed, but um, know that you have your teammates and your coaches and um, other classmates and everyone supporting you. Um, so, yeah, sure. that makes sense. Just uh, obviously this weekend you have MSU Denver and Colorado Christian coming up, mm-hmm. um, and then you have a, a little bit of a homestand. What do, you, what do you need to do personally as a team to kind of get back on the right track? Yeah, I think that um, – we just kind of need to go in, not thinking about the past, as in, like, past years or even the past couple weeks, trying to start with a fresh, fresh, clean slate um, and just kind of prove our name. And so, because I think we've, that's something we've kind of been working on in the past few years is, like, to prove our name. We don't want people to see us on the schedule and be like, oh, that's such an easy team. We don't care. Um, but in the same way, we need to not do that to other teams and not take them for granted. Um, so, yeah, I think really focusing on us and what we have to do to win um and we've been talking about that in practice and how we need to hold each other accountable and just like push ourselves 
a little bit harder, and I think that'll help us. All right, thank you so much for joining me today, Anna. Yep. Uh, this has been the Hard Rocker Huddle. My name is Josh Van valkenberg Gernert, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Hard Rocker Huddle with host Josh Van valkenberg Gernert. Follow on Apple and Spotify. <laughs>